we repeat what we don't repair, right? And so we want to help people respond to the current situation versus react from all of their past experiences and make that reaction disproportionate to, to what's happening in the present moment. Then that creates a compounded stress effect where the load is too heavy to carry. And so we have, once we go through the first five weeks of our program and we repattern physically, it puts people in a calm place to be able to look at all this stuff. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. It was the summer of 2009 when I was introduced to my first green smoothie. And let me tell you, it wasn't green. It actually looked like puke brown or purple. Now, this is when green smoothies weren't really well known and they were definitely not cool. You couldn't buy them everywhere you looked. I mean, you were making these at home and they usually looked pretty nasty. Now, I brought on green smoothies during a time when I was struggling with one of my biggest health challenges. This was during a time where I was healing from my crazy chronic fatigue and they were recommended by a friend of mine, Robin Openshaw. And what I love so much about the green smoothies was that it was all amazing, healthy, real food ingredients. They were super, super easy to make and I could take it for lunch or breakfast or, or basically any time that worked in my schedule to make it work. And this habit became such a mainstay in my life that I've literally been doing it for the last 11 years. I'm actually drinking a green smoothie right now as I'm recording this because we are on our 14-day hormone detox right now with all kinds of amazing detoxers. If you joined, yes to you. And a part of making this super simple is we have smoothies for breakfast or lunch or getting where you fit in. So right now I'm drinking one for lunch and it's my strawberry milkshake smoothie. Now, let me just qualify. It's not a strawberry milkshake, but this is what I have in it. So I've got a ton of green leafy greens and spinach, like a mixed green medley that I got from Whole Foods, unsweetened almond milk that's organic. I've got unsweetened almond butter that's also organic. I've got a half of avocado because I love me some creaminess. I've got about a cup and a half of strawberries, frozen strawberries in there. And then I've got a vanilla, super clean bone broth protein powder that I put in as well. I blend that sucker up and bam, it is as close as you're gonna get to a strawberry milkshake when it comes to these ingredients. Now, if you've got a frozen banana, throw that in as well because it really adds adds a little bit of that sweet kick by getting that potassium as well. And the reason why I love smoothies so much is that my body always feels truly nourished and supported in a whole new way. Now, this isn't me trying to provoke you or or convince you to drink green smoothies. What this really is, is really showing you how powerful food can be when you're regulating the immune system, balancing hormones, reversing chronic disease, and healing the body. Food is literally how I reversed my autoimmune condition last year. And I can tell you that feeling the way that I feel today, I mean, I am so mindful about what goes into my body because I just don't want to see myself back there. And if you've ever dealt with a chronic condition or maybe you're currently dealing with one right now, I just want to support your journey when it comes to eating hormone-loving foods. Now, 80% of inflammation that's brewing in the body can be healed with food. 
food is the ticket along with lifestyle practices. I mean, you cannot green smoothie your way out of chronic stress. You got to have the lifestyle practice as well. But it's got to be the right foods when it comes to eating for your body, eating right for your body. Hormone loving foods are key, and it's no surprise inflammatory foods have got to go. As my dear friend Dr. Will Cole says, Food is either taking you closer or further away from inflammation. That is how powerful food is. So we're not talking about Pop-Tarts. We're not talking about fast food. We're talking about nutrient-dense foods. And that means a lot of veggies, a lot of greens. Now, today I invited Krista Arricchio to come on and share with you how food really moves the needle when it comes to loving up on your thyroid, your gut, and your hormones. And let me tell you, these are main areas that we've got to focus on on a day-to-day basis if we want powerful cellular longevity, if we want to feel good 10, 15, 20 years from now, gosh, even a month from now, that's how powerful food can transform you. You know, one of the reasons why I created the 14-day detox was that I wanted to show people that when you put the right foods in your body for just 14 days, crazy transformations go down. And we're already starting to see that as we're a little over, you know, halfway through this is that people are losing weight, they're sleeping better, the anxiety is down. I mean, my gosh, when we put the right foods into the system, we heal the gut, we heal the liver. Oh my goodness. Everything else begins to fall into place. Now, before I bring Krista onto the show, I want to take a moment and celebrate you. Every single day, every day, I mean, I hear from new listeners who are recommended by you. Now, one such listener is Hannah, and she left a review on iTunes. Thank you so much, Hannah. I love the iTunes review. So this is what she had to say. I absolutely love listening to this podcast every week as it has helped me implement super simple yet needle-moving solutions for my health particularly the recent episodes 154 and 161, when she broke down how to really interpret your results from a Dutch test. As having had this test done twice during my two plus years of healing, I was able to look at my results in a whole new way, specifically information around metabolites and pathways that my functional doctor just didn't get into. Dr. Marisa's solutions are so easy to implement, leaving you with little to lose when trying them out. Thank you, Marisa, for sharing this information. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for sharing your epic win and your insights and your ahas. I am so happy to shout you out today. And I am so glad that you're feeling super prepared to support your body and your hormones now that you've got that information that we shared in those two episodes. Now, as a extra little bonus, I would love to gift you a signed copy of the EO Hormone Solution with a personal little note from me. Just reach out to me, Hannah, on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Marisa, and we will get that book off to you very, very soon. Now, if you are listening, hello, welcome to this show. In case you were wondering about the episode on the Dutch test or how to test your hormones and look at those metabolites and those pathways, I do want to scoot you on over to episode 120 or episode 154 or 161. Now, you got some choices to check some things out. We do cover the Dutch test a lot on these episodes because it is one of my favorite ways of testing our hormones and most importantly, the metabolites. We want to know what's going on on with those hormones inside of your body. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, 
any episode, recipe, recommendation, whatever it may be, I would love, I would be honored to shout you out. You can reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, or by simply reviewing this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you love to plug into. That way, together, we are changing the way that women think about their bodies and empowering them with the knowledge to become the CEO of their health. Now let's jump into this amazing conversation with Krista, but before I bring her on, I want to quickly sing her praises. Krista Arricchio is a clinical and holistic nutritionist and the founder of thewholejourney.com. She helps people heal from root causes using food as their medicine and a mind-body-spirit approach to health. She's a best-selling author, TV host, and is super passionate about helping you heal your adrenals, thyroid, gut, immune system, and central nervous system in a most holistic way. Let's bring her onto the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast. Krista, honey, how are you doing today? I'm so good, Marisa. It's great to see you again. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. I have been following you all over Instagram, girl. Loving your message. I feel like we are cut from the same cloth in terms of our messaging and what we want to do in the world when it comes to women. And I'm just really excited to, to bring on your brilliance today. Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. And I love doing interviews with like-minded people because you totally get it. Absolutely. We're going to have so much fun. We're talking about really kind of a disorder that you've discovered or that that you've really coined in a really great way, which is called the TAG disorder. And that's specifically looking at the thyroid, the adrenals, and the gut. And I know my audience is like, oh yeah, we, we know those. But you have really figured out like what is going on with the interplay when it comes to these particular endocrine glands and our gut becoming deregulated. So I want to have you, before we get into like the whole kit and caboodle of this, I want to have just share your little story about what inspired you to do this work? What inspired you to want to support women in this way? You know, after nearly a decade in private practice and people coming to me with just myriad of health issues, and then I started moving into the online space with, with the gut and I realized, okay, basically all of functional medicine can be handled with a triangle of addressing the thyroid, the adrenals, and the gut. And if you can figure out where someone's imbalance started and how it tagged the other two and help them get better, then that can fix you know, 90% of health issues, mental, emotional stressors notwithstanding, right? Like you have to bring those, those in. And uh, so that really led me. I used to say all disease begins in the gut. You know, I've done microbiome programs and candida programs, but I really believe like all disease starts in the nervous system. Like that's the foundation of human health. And we're all running at a fast pace and there's mental, emotional stressors and things that we can't get to. And then all of a sudden it starts tagging these other organs and glands. And that's how we get this unraveling of health, so to speak. And so I'm so excited to see people addressing everything concurrently in a gentle way that works with their body and then getting inspired for their own healing capacity, right? Instead of giving their power away to a doctor or a nutritionist or whoever, they start to understand their body's own inherent healing capacity. 
Mm, I love that. I love that so much. And I want to dive into talking about that nervous system and talking about the stress response, because I think you and I feel very strongly that a lot of us are in a state of perceived stress and we don't even know it. And maybe even some of us, this is full confession from me, is that I leveraged my stress mode to actually boost my energy levels. Like, and I didn't have, I had no idea that I was doing this. I was like, oh, what's this little, what's this little something that I've got going on here? And I would just literally leverage it until I burned myself into the ground. No, no wonder I have, you know, Hajimoto's thyroiditis. No wonder I had gut dysbiosis. I think of chronic perceived stress as one of those intangibles in the sense that, again, so often we don't necessarily know what's happening, but how does that cascade send us down the road to other deregulations? Yeah, so it's exactly like you said, and, and many of us don't realize we're living it. We like that little extra something, right? And that could just be we're driven, like we're talking before we went live. You have all these projects going on. And I remember in that stage, and you feel alive, right? And it kind of feels good, but you don't realize that you're living off of stress hormone and that your body is now overproducing cortisol, right? And up to 60 different kinds of adrenaline. And what that's doing, and you talk about Hashimoto's, right, is it's tagging the thyroid because the over secretion of cortisol is going to have an inverse relationship with thyroid hormone and going to suppress the thyroid and say, hey, okay, slow things down. We're in a state of fight or flight. And it could be good stress or it could be other kinds of stress. You know, people going through all manner of life situations, whether that's loss or divorce or financial troubles or, you know, having kids. And I'm sure you've worked with a ton of women that it takes a full two years to recover your adrenal glands after you have a baby. And what happens? Most women will have another baby before their adrenals are recovered, you know, before the thyroids recover. Your thyroid, yeah. Yeah. You don't realize how much the thyroid plays a role in, you know, postpartum or if the thyroid is thrown off. Um, during pregnancy, even that takes a minute to come online. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of your clients, they don't really balance their hormones proactively after having a baby and you get this huge progesterone drop, right? And then you get a cortisol spike. And so the stress hormone is going to burn through more progesterone. And what's it going to do? Spike estrogen. You start getting all these like uncomfortable symptoms and insomnia and you're stuck in this chronic state of stress. And I've had women come to me like, I had a baby eight years ago. I've never felt the same since. Right. And so it's any manner of stress. And really, 80% of us, 80% of women, 20% of men are suffering with this, so to speak. And so, if we can, which we're going to talk about today, a six pillar strategy to click them out of what we're calling sympathetic dominance, fight or flight, and put them into parasympathetic dominance, where that's your rest, digest, and heal nervous system. That's where you can calm everything down, re-regulate the adrenals, allow the thyroid to start contributing the cellular energy once again, and so many gut problems are improved when you go from there. Because if you're stressed, you're burning through hydrochloric acid like nobody's business, and you're causing more and more leaky gut and the death of good gut bacteria. So really, these three, they really can't be separated. And uh, to your point, the more gut problems we have, the more liver problems we have, and the liver is so crucial for hormone production. So it's a way to address the mind, body, and spirit really all at the same time. Mm, I love this. I love this. And yeah, we know the liver, metabolism, conversion, breakdown. I mean, even creation, such a big player here in this conversation as well. 
I know that women are listening and they're thinking, oh my gosh, this is making so much sense, you know, and where do I even begin to start? You know, some people tell us we got to start in the, in the gut. Some people tell, tell us we've got to figure out a way to reset, redo the nervous system. And before we even get into that, like, can we talk about a little bit of the, I don't think we realize that even though we know stress has an impact on our gut. We know it has an impact on our insulin levels. We know it has an impact on our thyroid. But talk to me about the collateral damage that stress has on the brain and the nervous system. Yeah, well, they're all interconnected, right? So for me, hormonal balance begins in the brain. And and I'm sure all your listeners have heard of the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, the HPA axis, and your neurotransmitters. Those are the chemical messengers in the brain. And when we get stressed, we have excitatory neurotransmitters are responsible for our get up and go. We have inhibitory neurotransmitters that help us feel calm, relaxed, and safe. And now we do this inverse relationship, right? We don't have enough GABA, which makes us feel calm. So we start to get anxiety. We're using more epinephrine to generate the cortisol and we're starting to get imbalanced. And the problem is it's okay to visit this, but when you live in it for a long time and you're living in fight or flight, where you're kind of looking for the other shoe to drop, you change the chemical pathways in the brain and then we have to change them back. And amino acid therapy, using food as medicine is one of the single best ways to do that. And then we also have to take care of what's called the myelin sheath. And that's the electrical insulator of our nerve cells. So when we go through something traumatic, even if it's good trauma, like building a bunch of businesses all at once and writing books and doing all these things, it's still, we just, we just, our switch is glued on. And so we still have to fix the collateral damage to the nervous system, almost like, um, putting some soothing honey all over that and and restoring the electrical tape so the chemical messengers can flow with ease and grace. And then, you know, from the hypothalamus and the pituitary in the brain, we can then give direction to the thyroid hormones, you know, of what hormones to produce. And also, you know, once we start to regulate those, then the sex hormones can start to regulate on their own. And that's the idea there. I love that. I love that. Let's talk about how do we fix this? I think that's a big part of this conversation today is giving women the tools to really dig in and figure out how to heal their bodies. Because I know we talked about some of the biggest organ systems, but this, the symptomology here from mood swings to PMS to hot flashes to stubborn weight, I mean, name it, across the board, so many of the symptoms that women are dealing with are all attributed to what we're talking about right now. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, gosh, I don't feel really great, or man, yeah, my brain isn't firing on all cylinders, or yes, I do feel overwhelmed and anxious, or I am, I have been putting on weight and I can't seem to get rid of it, nothing is helping. This is absolutely the conversation we gotta be having. So how do we, how do we get into this? Yes. Okay. So we have six pillars that we will work with people to help them overcome. And the first is really using your food as medicine. So synergistic foods for the brain, thyroid, the nervous system, and also the gut and the adrenals. And so we need to replenish what's been lost, so to speak. So let's say for the thyroid, we're doing higher amounts of of riboflavin and selenium in the food, or for the adrenals, we're doing more vitamin C and Panathenic acid, B5, higher foods in B5 that are going to help with cellular energy. And and the problem with, you're talking about women who, hey, I've been 
on a diet, I've been exercising more, nothing's happening and I'm still gaining weight. Well, the problem is you might be eating your food, but are you converting it into fuel? And so we have to structure that to make sure that the food you're eating is actually being converted into fuel and use, you know, being used inside the cells to scope cellular energy. So we're going to combine synergistic foods and herbs and spices that includes for the gut, things like cumin and coriander and fennel. That's going to help with all aspects of digestion digestion that's going to be really important and then I know you'll agree with me I feel like every health practitioner in the world would agree that if there's just one thing that you do to improve your health it's regulate blood sugar oh yes right and so what's happening here is when we're in this state we have completely lost the ability to regulate our blood sugar so instead of actually living off of food, we're living off of stress hormones. So what we have to do is we have to interrupt this chaotic whirlpool, right, of the cortisol bath, so to speak. So food frequency is going to be really important to start to shift this. So anytime the body's starting to overproduce cortisol, you have to get ahead of it and have food frequency, proteins, carbs, and fats, like never eat one macronutrient alone and have that food frequency, kind of treat yourself like a baby, right? When you're when you're putting a baby on a schedule and they're eating frequently, it calms their nervous system. And so making sure you eat within 30 minutes or an hour of waking and then at least every four hours from there so that you can do for your body what it effectively can't do for itself right now, which is regulate blood sugar, teach it how to do that. You won't have to eat frequently forever, but for now, this is the path, you know, back to greater health. And something like when you're in the state, something like intermittent fasting or the ketogenic diet is going to exacerbate things. I mean, I have so many women coming into the adrenal recode that think, you know, I felt great on the keto diet or intermittent fasting for three months or six months. I lost weight. Now I have this spare tire. My hair is falling out. I, I can't think straight and I'm super anxious. Right. And so we don't necessarily want to use that as a band-aid. It can be helpful for insulin regulation and lowering inflammation, but this is a better way to train your organs and glands to work for you instead of against you. So so food frequency is going to be really important. So pillar number three is using fruit and root sugar to build resilience. So really what's happened is we kind of lost our generator. And so we don't have any stored energy as glycogen in our muscles or in our liver. And so if we did, then it's not a big deal if we go without food because our body can release that and our blood sugar can stay balanced. But many of us are running so fast that what happens is we think, oh, I'm too busy. Or, you know, you're, you're thinking about the kids and you've got snacks for them, but you forgot yourself, right? And so then all of a sudden, now you don't have food and you don't have stored glycogen to be able to release to regulate blood sugar and you go into that whole you know cascade again. And so we're using fruit and root sugar. So basically every time you eat, you're going to have some form of whole food carbohydrates to be able to start refilling those glycogen stores. And then that will start to create that safety in, in so that you don't overclick into the into the nervous system the sympathetic nervous system again now are there specific fruits and roots that you recommend like what are ones in which like we can easily implement into our salads or into our lunch yeah, and this is, it can be controversial, but we actually really like the tropical fruits. You know, early in my career, I'd be like, oh, they're too high in sugar. But now that I understand what's happening with, with all of these women, the, the tropical fruits can be really helpful. Like the mango and banana and pineapple in your smoothie, you blunt the sugar spike with some good quality fat like coconut oil and a 
you know, collagen or good quality protein powder. But so getting these fruits in, I mean, berries are fine. You just have to eat a little bit more of them if you're trying to get the, the proper balance of carbohydrates. And then, of course, we love all manner of root vegetables, you know, sweet potatoes, white potatoes, yams, and butternut squash is great. And I think, you know, we're all fans of cassava. Like, I really don't know what I would do without cassava um, if you want to have the wraps and, you know, all of these things that are made from, from cassava or the yucca root now. They're all going to be really helpful to help to refill those glycogen stores. And everybody's different. And so if you're coming off the ketogenic diet, we may say, hey, you can't just throw all these carbohydrates in. You are going to gain weight fast, right? So we use, which I'll eventually get into, is the fifth pillar where we're using customized macronutrient ratios. So we want to train your body to use food as fuel once again. So you may start with two tablespoons and train your body because otherwise you'll get gas and bloating and all kinds of things if you're not used to having these carbohydrates and you slowly train your body. It's like stoking that metabolic fire once again. And so it really depends on where you're coming from and what you're doing now. And you can just slowly start to make these changes of, you know, every time you eat, you just have to make sure you have one of those fruit or root sugar. That's also combined with a protein and a fat. Mm, all right. Perfect. And then talk to me about the use of saturated fats to protect the nervous system. So we're specifically, we're looking out for the myelin sheets, right? That really propagate information very quickly. My thought is that this has a connection to that to some degree. It is connected to that to some degree, but it's also really connected to just cellular integrity in general. And what's happening is, you know, when we've been through anything stressful, then we need to cultivate new nerve cells. And vitamin A is one of the best ways to do that. And it's when you're in a compromised state, having beta carotene from orange vegetables be converted to vitamin A is tougher for the body than just giving it straight up vitamin A from animal sources. And so we love to use saturated fat. I'm talking about or grass-fed butter if you can handle dairy and coconut oil. We're using monounsaturated fat as well from avocados, avocado oil, and olive oil, and really limiting polyunsaturated fats. And so mostly nuts and seeds, and especially, you know, we think in the paleo community, and yes, they are inherently very healthy foods, but when your nervous system is out of balance and you've got tag disorder, so to speak, it's really difficult for the body to digest those. So we want to just use metabolic foods, which means foods that are super easy to digest because our guts aren't functioning really well. We just want to give you food your body can use as medicine without having to work so hard. And then also saturated fats are the most stable, right? We can leave them out coconut oil out, doesn't have to be refrigerated, and we're going for stability. So if you think of it like, well, I mean, you're a doctor, so you know, right? If you just think of fats as a strain of carbon molecules and, and you have hydrogen, hydrogen attached to all of them, you create this safety and security with saturated fat. And then when you move to the monounsaturated fat, you're missing a few hydrogen molecules. And then when you go to the polys, you're missing a lot. It's like wheels on a bus. And if you're missing half the wheels, it's going to be a rocky ride. So we want to keep everything smooth to create the safety in the body. So kind of the balance that we aim for, that anyone can aim for, would be 50% saturated, 45% monounsaturated, and only 5% polyunsaturated. You know, really want to pick and choose those nuts and seeds when you're in a healing zone doesn't mean you can't change that over time. But that's kind of the perfect balance that we've found that works, you know, for a large amount of people throughout their healing process. 
Is it also a concern around the the nuts and seeds that if we've got a gut issue or a leaky gut, any type of gut dysbiosis that breaking down or even those could be causing inflammation inside of the gut? Absolutely. They're pro-inflammatory. Like, so these are these polyunsaturated and a lot of omega sixes and nines, when you're in a weakened state, the host is weakened, of course you can't break it down. And so what's that goes back to the metabolic foods. They're not necessarily a metabolic food. They're not really easy to digest. And if you have leaky gut, you've got to be really careful because everything that's escaping that gut lining is going directly to the brain. Now your liver is having to remetabolize toxins. And so you're just giving, you know, more insult to injury. I think anybody who can resonate who's in a stressed state, just have a handful of nuts for a snack, but they just feel like they're sitting there like a rock in their stomach, right? And might get kind of bloated afterwards. And so if you are going to eat nuts and seeds, I would minimize them and just and soak the nuts for one to eight hours and then pat them dry before, before you have them just to increase the bioavailability. I know this can be because everybody is different. You've got people who already have significant insulin deregulation. You've got a lot of gut issues. And so I know that customizing macronutrient ratios and looking at that real-time assessment, how do we create real-time assessment on this? Yeah. Well, I'm sure just just like me that you've run um, thousands of labs on your clients and we like to look, okay, what's happening with the thyroid? We do the, the cortisol panel for the adrenals, but what we're finding is it's so much easier and quicker and gives you more information to use temperature and pulse. And so running the lab work will give you a snapshot in time of what's happening. But if you're looking at your own temperature and pulse, then you're able to see, okay, did this meal work for or against me? And you can change your macros and the types of food you're eating and what you're doing throughout the day, right? So maybe you're expending too much energy. You can change that from meal to meal to force yourself in the healing window. And so what temperature can tell us, like eating should be thermogenic, the right kind of healthy foods. I mean, should raise your temperature. Now, I'm not talking about sugar. Sugar is thermogenic. We don't want people eating refined foods and getting false positives, anything like that. But we want them to be able to take their temperature and then we can find out, okay, what are inflammation levels? How much T3 is actually in the cell, the active thyroid hormone? We can tell, okay, is glucose and oxygen, are they also getting in the cell? We can tell cortisol rhythms because we're trying to create this, this bell curve to restore the, the regulation to the adrenals. So we can tell all of that information and then things change your temperature, like maybe the temperature of the food or ovulation, climate, things can change it. So we'll use pulse as a backup. And we're trying to get people, you know, for 97.4 to 98.6 or 37.5 to 38 for your international viewers. And we're actually looking for a higher pulse, which kind of shocks some athletes. So we really wanted to see it around 70 to 80 beats per minute to make sure you're, you're, you're getting the oxygenation that you need. And athletes will, will tend to be lower. And that might just be telling us, hey, you need more carbohydrates to offset the stress that's happening in your system. And so it's really been a profound tool for people to use food as like the most customized form of medicine. Every time they eat, they can adjust it. And it's not just, you know, for me, that is objective, right? Science is objective, but we need the subjective because we have to, we don't treat the lab work, we're treating the person. So then we're looking subjectively and we're asking people, and I love this about what you do and everything that you post. I'm like, yes, she gets it, right? Is getting them to check in with themselves intuitively. How do you feel? What's your day like? How did you sleep? 
Are you expending too much energy? Have you been chasing the kids around the house? Have you been working really hard, you know, on your business all day? And so really getting people to understand this intuitive flow of how they live and breathe and exist. And where does that match up with the expense of energy? And that allows someone to become their own best doctor. And people are resistant to it in the beginning, you know, because they want someone else to give them a protocol, tell them exactly what to do and go as the crow flies. But when you really do the work to look into yourself and understand yourself, then you you have this strength and this ability to be resilient going forward, which is priceless. Mm, I can imagine there is definitely some resistance to getting started with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's too nebulous, right? Because we're so used to kind of giving our power away and going outside and give me this protocol and give me this effect. But it's like, well, you are going to be in this human body for the rest of your life. And if you can really get to know yourself on a, on a mind, body, emotional level, then you will have the tools to keep yourself in balance. And so it's just getting over that hurdle. And then then it flows. Just like the whirlpool I talked about of the stress cycle in the wrong direction. Once we constantly interrupt it with what with all these pillars, then we're flipping it in the other direction. So it's hard at first to shift a whirlpool, right? But then when you have it, then everything is working for you and the healing becomes exponential once you're clicked in. And uh, we'll use breath as our sixth and final pillar to and movement, right? Customized movement. The breath is the remote control of both the brain and the nervous system. It's the fastest way to get out of that stress state. It's the fastest way to oxygenate your cells, which is 33% of the equation when you're going for cellular energy and you're going for greater healing. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like that's the, we kind of start at the very beginning where this all starts, where we do have a, stress response system that is responding to whatever we're, whatever the environment is throwing at us. I always like to call it like it is, it's relatively to me, it's an intangible in the sense that we don't always know what's happening. So I always love, you know, recommending and clearly there's lots of, lots of wonderful apps like heart math out there to kind of look at heart rate variability. But I always recommend that if people don't have access to those things to just have a, have their phone and have like a little chime on their phone every 60 minutes or every even 90 minutes that it, it chimes and it's really beautiful, lovely, you know, yoga type sound or, you know, transformational type sound where they take that moment and do some deep breath work and move their body just to kind of interrupt whatever the daily pattern might be. Yes. Yes. Sticky notes, whatever works for you to constantly interrupt. A lot of people put signs that just say breathe, sticky notes on their computer, on their bathroom mirror. You're right. We've got to interrupt that and remember because all of our power in life comes from being present and grounded. And I think when we start really realizing that and we're able to live from that place, things start to change. So it's almost like a reparenting from the inside out. Absolutely. Yes. A re- yes, definitely a reparenting of your, of yourself, just really honoring and loving yourself. And I know that that was so much about what we can do physically, clearly, emotionally, spiritually, in terms of that resilience, how do we begin? Cause a lot of that is the most intangible of them all. You know, we know that based on past experiences, how we felt about things in the past really impact the way that we approach our day to day, whether we are going to, perceive a stressful situation or not can be very much based on what we've experienced in the past. So how do we begin to begin to, and this is, you know, a lot of great work being done here, but create emotional resilience for ourselves. 
Yeah, so exactly what you said. We, we repeat what we don't repair, right? And so we want to help people respond to the current situation versus react from all of their past experiences and make that reaction disproportionate to, to what's happening in the present moment. Then that creates a compounded stress effect where the load is too heavy to carry. And so we have, once we go through the first five weeks of our program and we repattern physically, puts people in a calm place to be able to look at all this stuff because it can be a bag of worms, right? A can of worms. And it's like layers of an onion. So the first thing is to really identify limiting beliefs. And every human, you know, no human gets out alive without a lot of limiting beliefs. And so we develop these beliefs about the world between ages, the age of zero and seven, because there's no way we can figure out everything, you know, how to behave, how to act and what life is all about. So we're observing those closest to us in our, in our home and our society and in our culture. And we develop these kind of beliefs and they can be limiting beliefs to where maybe we develop compensation skills. But over time in life, they can really start to hinder us. So basically, all limiting beliefs are connected to a human need for love, connection, belonging, and safety. And I'll give you an example of one of my limiting beliefs was, I have to do everything on my own, right? That was a limiting belief I had, and it forced it helped me. It forced me to work really hard, create a lot, develop success, but at what cost, right? Because if you have this... Un- belief where I may I might not have said that out right then all of a sudden I'm going to be driving up my stress hormones and so you can do all the physical healing in the world but then if you're you have these beliefs of you're seeking love you're seeking approval you're people pleasing you feel like a perfectionist so you're running yourself ragged you're constantly going to be putting yourself back into the unhealthy hormonal whirlpool so we have to really dismantle these limiting beliefs by examining them are they really true and poking holes in them so we can then have the choice to reverse them and have empowering beliefs and you know when i changed mine to where i am 100% supported I cannot even explain how much my life transformed in terms of the people and everything that came in to help. And I just felt like my load was 10% of what it used to be. And so we can have any life that we want if we just are willing to look at these glasses that we don't even know we're wearing and be able to take them off and choose a new set of glasses. And so we will go through, it's kind of like a surgical process, so to speak. We have to identify the limiting beliefs. And then we help people take what I call right accountability. And so I don't know if you've read the book, The Four Agreements. We read that book. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we get to that midpoint of accountability, life improves so much. And a lot of women are empaths, right? We feel what other people feel, or we can, we've grown up to be people pleasers, or whatever it is. It can all the way to the end of the inspection can be codependent from just our need to how we had to fit into our families to achieve love. But anywhere over this side is taking over accountability for yourself and others. And that is going to put you back in this adrenal dysfunction, right? It's going to put you back in the thyroid problem. And on the other end of the spectrum, we would attract people who take under accountability, people who can manipulate and you kind of go down that. And so if we can get to the midpoint, we attract the right people, places, things, we have the right thoughts that can keep us healthy. We can set healthy boundaries and we can take care of ourselves in a way where it's okay to be a kind person and also say no. Mm -hmm. 
And that really helps you out. And then we'll move through a forgiveness and a presence process and somatically releasing trapped negative emotions. Because I think you probably agree with me when I say that whatever we've experienced, emotions get stored in the body. Sometimes they're too much to take. We store them in the body and we don't need to so much think about them and kick them around cognitively as much as we just need to expiate them. Just like we are detoxing our physical bodies, we have to consistently detox our emotional bodies so that there's more space for all the good emotions. And, you know, once we go through this whole process, that's when we can write a new story and live from a much more empowered, authentic place that locks in that healing because life is going to do what it does to all of us and things will happen throughout our entire life. But if we have emotional resilience and we know how to achieve physical resilience, then something that you used to experience on the stress scale like a 10, you'll now experience it like a 2. And anybody can handle it too, right? And so it's all about this internal strength that we're building from the inside out. I love it. Well, I think it's such an important, important part of it that we don't keep getting stuck and trapped in those loops that lend to all of the physical impacts or the physical manifestations of those. You know, for me, when I was diagnosed with my Hajimoto's, my autoimmune condition, it was very much trauma adding up over time, physically manifesting. So I I totally recognize and appreciate that this is built into the program as well, or we just find ourselves right back where we started. Yeah, I really wanted to create something truly comprehensive to help people feel whole, maybe again, or maybe for the first time in their lives. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Chris, honey, I love the, all of the six phases of everything that you talked about today. Like how do we, how do we learn more about plugging in? Yeah. So, well, if you want, I mean, if you want to customize it, you can take our quiz. We have a quiz at tagdisorder.com and that will help because you have to identify your kind of your primary symptoms to understand where it started and how to fix it. And so it's, it'll help you. Like if you're struggling with insomnia, anxiety, and depression, maybe you're a type A started in your adrenals. If it's exhaustion and brain fog and weight gain, Hey, you might be a type T started in your thyroid, or if it's food sensitivities and bloating and, you know, things like that, then it probably started in your gut. So it's helpful to customize that way at tagdisorder.com. And we also have a, a mini course that people can take at the adrenalrecode.com slash mini course. And that is going to be, you know, over the course of a week, we're going to give you breakfast. Like I'm going to have people eat, let's say you can do some coconut yogurt with collagen and fruit, get a little bit of sea salt there first thing in the morning to feed, you know, refill those glycogen stores right away. You'll learn three or four different breakfasts that you can have. We do a morning elixir. I don't know if you drink lemon water in the morning, Marisa, but we have people doing lemon water with a little bit of honey to refill glycogen stores, a little bit of ginger to tonify the HCL and some and some sea salt there, especially for those people who get dizzy. So the mini course will help you really start to see, okay, do you have this? And is this something, you know, that you can implement? And nighttime snacks. We'll give three nighttime snacks because those people are waking up between 1 and 4 a.m. or have trouble falling asleep they're waking up with a cortisol spike. Or if you wake up with your heart pounding at 5 a.m., you know, ready to start the day, but not in really a healthy way, kind of an anxious way, it's just saying you can't regulate your blood sugar, so you have to do something before you go to sleep to support your body's uh, deeper phase of rest. Awesome. So I love that there's little things you can do out the gate. So what we'll do is we'll have all of those in the show notes. 
we'll have the quiz and then we'll have the little mini course that kind of steps you through those first steps. Where else can, I know I follow you on Instagram, girl. Where else can we follow you? Yeah, well, my, uh, my company is The Whole Journey. So thewholejourney.com is our website and Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, yeah, YouTube. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I will link to that as well. Thank you so much for coming on. And, and you are, I love how well you just executed how the systems and how we can nourish our bodies, the why behind it. I'm really excited to have women plug into the beautiful thing that you've created. Oh, thank you so much for having me, helping me spread this passion and this work. Absolutely, Krista, honey. See you soon. See you soon. I know it can feel redundant, and I bet you may be thinking that hormones can't be fixed so easily just with food, deep restful sleep, and reducing stress, but I promise those are the foundation, and food is really number one. You got to have that foundation in place, and food is everything. Whether it's an autoimmune condition or stubborn belly fat, or you think that there is not much you can do because you are in menopause or you're dealing with some type of chronic condition... I want you to know that it doesn't need to be that complicated. Focusing on food is the first step and it always will be. And that's why I'm excited to share Krista's Adrenal Recode mini course for you to check out to support your adrenals and your thyroid and just get your body back on track. The link towards her quizzes and that mini course will be in the show notes for episode 171. And I do want to encourage you to check it out. I also want to just thank you from the bottom of my heart for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. On the next episode, I am, I have a special treat for you. I am bringing on a dear friend who I have been wanting to get on the show for a year now. Jessica Drummond is my go-to expert on endometriosis and pelvic pain. And let's be honest, many of us are dealing with that, or maybe we don't even know we're dealing with it. She is going to break it down, what to be looking out for, how to address things like infertility, gut issues, pain in general, and we're going to get in it. So I'm super excited for this next episode coming up. I know you're going to love it too. In the meantime, have an amazing day, and I can't wait to see you soon. Mm -hmm.